hello there and welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark and on behalf of my co-host Chrissy Dunham, we want to thank you for sharing this time with us. You were joining us as we study the book of Philippians. If we had to sum up the book of Philippians in one word, it would be encouragement. And that's exactly what we hope you take away from this series. We want to encourage you as the Apostle Paul did for the church in Philippi. If you enjoy the Wonder Podcast, will you share with your family and friends? And if you really love it, will you throw us some stars on the platform in which you listen? The more stars, the easier it is to find our podcast, and we want folks to find us with ease. So thank you again for listening in. You have encouraged us already. God bless you. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. We are so excited that you've chosen to join us today. We are going to be having a discussion about Philippians chapter 3. Philippians is a book of joy. It's a book of encouragement. It's a book that teaches us about humility and having compassion for others. So I pray that this has encouraged you and has motivated you to read more uh, of the Bible uh, because it's just a life changer and a game changer for you in your life. Well, Lisa, tell me what's going on today. What's happening in the Clark household? Well, we are just getting ready for the holidays, kind of. I haven't decorated for Christmas, and I'm still kind of getting my house back in order after doing some semi-major things here at our house, but we're getting it all back together, and I'm super excited about the holidays coming up and just being with my family and with our friends and celebrating all that we're thankful for and then moving on into celebrating celebrating the birth of Jesus. So that's all so exciting, isn't it? I love this. It's the most wonderful time. Oh, sing it, girl. Sing it. It is. I, uh, most of you know that I work for my daughter and we have been watching Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music. We are all things Christmas already. I think in the year of 2020, We need to celebrate Christmas now, Uh, (laughs) and we're always thankful, and I'm never that girl. I'm the one that wants the pumpkins and the cornucopias and everything on the table. I am, but this year I have a change of attitude because of 2020. Let's just get it all out now, and let's get this party started, which really, Lisa, we should have this attitude all year round. We should. Uh, when you think about Paul and all that he did to suffer for the gospel, we need to have this attitude year round. We do. We do. Have you started watching Hallmark yet? Christmas movies? Of course. Yeah, me too. The minute they started going 24 hours. <laughs> I mean, come on. Who it's doesn't kind of pitiful though, because Brad's like, what are you watching? And he looks at it for me. And he's like, seriously, again? I cannot get enough. What is it with these shows? I don't know, Lisa. I think we just want to live that life. I think I just want that life. I want to live in one of those little towns. I want to own one of those inns that people come and spend the night. Oh, I just want to drink hot chocolate all day long. Yes. Yes. Where it be. Fabulous. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's just, let's get to what we need to get to, I guess. Philippians chapter three, and we're super excited to be sharing a few things about Philippians chapter three today and just reading from the book. Well, let me go and just open us up. Philippians chapter three in a nutshell. 
In chapter 3, Paul encourages the Philippian Christians, have no confidence in gaining merit in God's eyes through things that you do. Righteousness is found only by faith in Christ. I forsake all things just to know him and press toward the goal of spiritual maturity. Follow me, not the people who have set their minds on earthly things. This is such a, a good word for today, especially as we head into the holidays. It's not all about the things and this, we should not have a mind about the things. And um, I love what C.S. Lewis said, joy is the serious business of heaven. And heaven came down to us at this time of year. And we know that that was Jesus. And how are we going to have joy in our life? We've talked about humility. We've talked about Philippians being encouraging. Well, joy, if you've learned that acrostic, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself. And so that was the life of Paul for sure. He had the joy in him because he had given his life to Christ. So he put Jesus first. He put others second for the sake of the gospel and himself third. So it says nothing about the things of this earth. Yeah, we're going to have wonderful things in this earth. Most of us will. And um, things we're very proud of and thankful for. And we work hard. And those things are good. You know, those are things good that come our way. But uh, the real joy that the Bible talks about is the joy of heaven. And that's having heaven here on earth in our hearts through Jesus Christ. So super excited about Philippians chapter three. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, would you like for me to kick it off? Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read one through 11. Perfect. In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness, that is in the law, blameless. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and considered them as done so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. That is a whole lot of stuff <laughs> that when you boil it down, he is asking sincere Christians, will you rejoice in the Lord? Will you be joyful in the Lord? Because true knowledge of Christ will alter and change man. 
It will change us. Um, they were making judgments on manners and things that, you know, make them who they are. But what he's trying to say is when you meet Christ, you are all new. He kind of ran through his resume of who yeah. he was. And he's like, but I am a totally different person now. That was my past. And now I am a new person. Christ is better than riches or anything that's on your resume. And that's what he's telling them. It doesn't matter who I was, how I was raised, all these things. I am nothing without Christ. And I would give up everything that I gained, everything that is on that resume, my childhood, all those things just to know Christ. Ah, that is so refreshing. And for us to learn that and to live a life that looks like that. Count it all off. I mean, yes. that's what we're talking about. Count it all loss. Just like you said, Chrissy, he lists his resume to us. He says, I'm, you know, I'm scholared. I was, I'm educated. Uh, I'm powerful. I was powerful. All of it. He says, basically what he says is I've left all that behind. I've lost it all for the cause of Christ. And when we talk about loss, I mean, that's not our, our nature is not to lose things. Our nature is to find things, is to add things, is to bring more on. And we're not very good at leaving things behind. We're counting things. We're counting our money. We're counting our homes. We're holding tight to things. We, we don't lose things very well, but he's saying, look guys, I had it all. I was very powerful. All of these things were very important to me. I've left it all behind. I've lost it all for the cause of Christ. And that's the life I'm living now. And I think that's a great mindset for us to, we're going to talk more about our mind in this chapter, but the mindset of accumulating things, we don't, as believers, we can't have that mindset because we need to be, you know, just give me Jesus. Just like you said, just give me Jesus. That should be the mindset of the Christian is I don't care what's happening in this world. I don't care the things that I gain in this world or the things I have. Those are fine. I'm not saying those are bad things. I love my home. Just like I said, I'm trying to get it updated and make it more beautiful. But if those things did not come my way, I would, the joy of the Lord would not escape me. And so that's the mindset that Paul is saying. I count all of these things as lost. And it was just a great, it's a great word picture. I love it. And another thing that I have circled in my scripture is that we are to be found in him. I love that in verse nine. And it says, and be found in him, not having a righteousness uh, from God based on faith. That's right. Find me, Lord. Find me where you saved me. Find me there. Find me just depending on you and having faith in you. I love that. I want to be found in him. I love it. Found in him, not having my own righteousness. And then go on to verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. You know, <laughs> don't want to do that so much, do we? Nope. I don't, don't. want to ask for suffering to be no. more like Christ. But if we're going to be more like Christ, suffering is going to come our way. And we know it came Paul's way. All right, let's keep going. Not that in verse 12, let's read through 16. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, 
but I press on that I may lay hold of that which by for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching toward those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many um, as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Here comes the mind talk. And I know, Chrissy, you and I are both in a Bible study right now, uh, Jenny Allen's Bible study, Get Out of Your Mind. And, um, and this for us is, is hard because the mind really does control us so much. And so when we take on the mind of Christ, Paul's saying, change your mind, change your thoughts, have the mind of Christ. Even if you go back to chapter two, verse five, there it is. Let, let this mind be in you, which it was also in Christ Jesus. I've already shared many times on this podcast that my spiritual mentor in, in college said, Lisa, if you want to be more like Christ, you've got to take on his mind. And my word to her, Mrs. Boyd, was how do I do that? And she held up her Bible, her very worn, torn Bible. And she said, you've got to be fixed on this. You've yes. got to be in God's word. You've got to love it. You've got to take it on. You've got to uh, memorize it. This is how you have the mind of Christ is by being in his word and taking that on into your own mind. And I don't know about you, Chrissy, but my mind can take me places I was never meant to go. Oh, we talked about this in the Bible study just the other night that, you know, when our kids didn't make curfew, all the things that started running through your mind, just, you know, you know, were they in a car wreck? Where are they? What is happening? Who are they with? And then, you know, the time keeps ticking. Well, where would I start to look? Well, what's going to happen if they are in a car wreck? Well, what's going to happen if I have to go to the hospital? And all these things go through your mind. And I do the same thing when Charlie travels and his flight isn't on time or his flight, get, you know, I can't find it or I don't know what's going on. It's like, well, what am I going to do if he dies tonight? Like, it's just the craziest thing that your mind does. And so I love this part of the scripture that says, forget what is behind, reaching forward to what is ahead. To me, that's saying, Chrissy, Let's don't get so caught up in all the things that are going on here. I want you to focus on me, be more like me, and I want you to have heaven in view. You should press forward with holy desires, holy hopes, and constant endeavors on my behalf. Yes, it's important that your children come home tonight. Yes, Charlie's going to come home. I've got I've got all those details. I need you just to focus on me and trust me and walk with me. And even if there was a car wreck, I am there with you. Even if that plane goes down, I am with you and I've got you and I'm going to walk you through this. You need to focus on things that are ahead and invest there. And so I'm constantly reminding myself of that and trying to get my mindset to be more like him. And like you said, and like your mentor said, the only way you can do that is to spend time in the word of God. 
not a Bible study, not, you know, a devotion, but in the word of God, the devotion book will guide you there. It will guide you there. And my prayer is, Lord, take me where you need me to be today. Show me what you have for me. And every time he will take me other places, I may have started with a scripture out of my devotion and he'll take me all these different places. And lo and behold, it's something that I needed that day or yeah. it's something that I needed later in the week. And that's what's so precious about the word of God and working forward and keeping your mind like Christ. It's alive. God's word is alive and it's real for us. And I remember uh, when one of my daughters was a senior and she was going through a, a situation and I was so, I mean, I was deep into it. <laughs> you know how our mind just goes and all the wondering and all the this and the that and the she said and the she said and the blah, blah, blah and the, the this and the that. And so I remember I was, it was keeping me up at night and man, our mind is so powerful. That's why if we, when we're, it, we are so much less likely to go down that road. If we are in God's word, I'm just saying, just try it. If you struggle That's with right. it, but That's anyway, right. I remember getting to the scripture, it's in Ephesians. I'm pretty sure we're take our thought life cap captive or uh, Corinthians. I forget right now. I'm just saying this off the cuff, but I remember praying that God take captive my thoughts, take captive my thoughts. When I start going down this path, Lord, take captive my thoughts. And he did. And this was about a week long journey of a dark place for me because my mind was just going crazy. And I was letting the enemy attack me there. The what ifs and the this and the that. I mean, it was just crazy. In the grand scheme of things, it was not a big deal, which is usually the case. Right. And and, but God take, but our thought life can just take us down where we, where we are incapacitated. We are, we're, right. we're no good for the kingdom when we're like that, because we're doubting everything. We're letting the enemy come at us. We're not, we're not doing anything good for the kingdom of God. And, and we so, also isolate ourselves. Right. We isolate. Right. Right. When we're struggling like that, we're just like, I can't do anything. I'm immobile. That's right. So anyway, if you're, if you're struggling with the Mayan thing, because it, and in Jenny Allen's book, she talks a lot about this, about us, we can either escalate down or we can spiral down, which is usually the case, or we can start spiraling up. And that is really knowing the scripture so that we're able to let it be a sword for us where we can fight the enemy with the scripture, but also, also with just spiritual thoughts and being able to live out this word you know, that we study God's word says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. So what we need to be doing as we study God's word. And as we're studying Philippians right now is taking this on digesting it, just like we're physically eating the scripture, digesting it and letting it come out of us. Yes. And that's what, that's what we need to be doing so that we're, we're able to fight the enemy. And that's what God intends for us as we take on the mind of Christ is being able to think like Christ and what would Jesus do? And I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but we want to think last, we want to replace our old stinking thinking like Zig Ziglar used to say with the mind of Christ and with what Christ would say. And we're able to live a victorious life. When we do that, we all want to live in victory. We all want to be joyful and, 
and know and be assured of, of, of this life that the, when our mind says your husband's going to get caught in a, you know, going to be in a car wreck or your daughter's not going to come or whatever. I mean, we can spiral so down quickly. We can be spiral down so quickly when we start doing that. Yeah. But if we replace that thinking with, with the scripture and the confidence they have, we have in Jesus Christ, we're able to spiral up towards him and and it's a beautiful thing and which we'll had in mind so it changes the whole atmosphere it does. the whole atmosphere let me continue reading i'll pick up in verse 17 join in imitating me brothers and sisters and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us for i've often told you and now say again with tears that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. Paul is saying it's all about the end. It's all about the end. And as we know, this was toward the end of his life. And I think that may be why he was getting emotional. I was thinking about, you know, there are many, many people that the end of their life is going to be destruction. And that they are focused so much on the things of this earth um, that they don't even realize what's ahead. They don't spend time thinking about the future. They spend time thinking about their money and their immediate future, but they don't think about their citizenship and where they're going to be. And I love how he just kind of got tender there. Just, I've told you so often, and now I say again with tears that many live as enemies at the cross of Christ. And I also love this part where he says, join in imitating me and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. Isn't that that community of Christ? Isn't that the people that you want to surround yourself with? Yeah. Isn't that the people that you want to run to when you have a problem or your mind has taken you in a dark place. I know that I have called Lisa before when I have found myself in places I don't need to be because of something silly that the enemy had talked me into. Um, I've watched that with my daughters. I watch it even, you know, you think you struggle in the teenage years. You struggle. Your, your kids struggle their whole life just like you and I struggle. Yeah. And to watch them process that in a more mature way instead of a high school way it's just so reassuring to know um, that they really truly depend on the lord my daughter just walked through um, a life situation i love that she is more vulnerable than i am and she will let people know hey this is going on in my life and i i'm asking you to pray for me and to hear her phone constantly ding and people trying to call and all the things. There's something about the Christian community, which is what Paul was talking about here. 
that these are the people you want to surround yourself with. These are the people that you want to do life with. This is why church is so important. This is why community is so important. So when you do spiral down, because you will, we are not perfect. And the enemy is going to attack us. You need those people. Chrissy Dunham needs the Lisa Clarks and my circle of friends that I can go to. And I love that about the Lord that he built us this way. And that's exactly what Paul was talking about. And he's like, it saddens me to think that there are people that are enemies of the cross that don't experience this. I need you to get the word out. I need you to let people know, let them know. We don't have to save them. We just have to tell them. We just have to tell them. And then it's for them to consider and for them to decide. And I know I'm thankful for my community, for my church, and for the people that I can depend on to pray. So important. And, and I love being a part of your community, Chrissy. And I'm so thankful for you in my life and the community that God's given us. And I pray that for those that I love will have that as well. It's it, the, the scripture here is so good. And Paul was so bold several times in his letters, Philippians and Galatians and a lot of his letters to say, follow me, uh, imitate me. And that's a pretty bold. So he had to be on his game. And, um, and that's why, I mean, would some consider him the greatest Christian to ever live because he was so selfless and full of Jesus. And I just think he was just a perfect uh, or not perfect, but a really great example about what, uh, of what the Christian life should look like because he does talk a lot about imitate me and follow me. And I think it's a real good word for us. I love it in my parenting to be able to talk to moms and dads about that because we do want to lead our children in the right way. And that huge responsibility, let's not skip over um, and talk a little bit more about uh, verse 20 there for our citizenship is in heaven from which we uh, also eagerly await for the savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's so good for us. I just love that scripture. Our citizenship is in heaven, and I think it dawned on me probably about 20, 25 years ago that my eternal life has already begun, because if eternity means living forever with Jesus, well, when do you start doing that? You start doing that the day you're saved at salvation. Your eternal life has begun, and so we can't, I mean, we should be, just like you say all the time, Chrissy, the party never stops now, because we are living out our eternity, even though we're here on earth. We are living out our eternity right now with Jesus Christ. And and our citizenship truly is, as believers in Jesus Christ, it is in heaven. And that's why when we pass from this life into the next, it's a seamless transition. We rejoice with, um, even though we're sad, but we also rejoice knowing that that life continues on in heaven. So it's a pretty, um, pretty blessed moment for the believer in Jesus Christ. Amen. It's just like we talked about last week in our podcast, those acts of humility with Joni Buster and Darla Hollibaugh, that (laughs) when you're a citizen of heaven, you are so focused on others, not constantly and not perfectly, but you automatically feel for them. You have the same feelings you have because we're all have so much in common when we have the mind of Christ and when we're living the scriptures that we know, when we're trying to live this Christian life to the best of our ability, it's just an amazing party 
all the time That's in the good times and the bad times. That's right. We never lose hope. That's what we have. And I think that's been a great message here as we study Philippians is the hope we have in Jesus Christ. We will never lose that. That's what we have that this world cannot offer us. And so that hope we have in Jesus Christ, that hope for forever with him in heaven, that is what brings us the joy that we have as believers. And so it's just a great uh, reminder to us. It gets me excited. This, I just love Philippians because it is so encouraging, like we talked about the very first week. And as we uh, continue on next week um, in chapter four, we'll get some more uh, truth. I want to close right here on this, just a reminder to us that God will never love you more or love you less than he does right now. And uh, some of us just need to hear that today. He will never love you more or less than he does right now. And that is just truth. <laughs> that is just the comfort that we need that the God of all the universe loves us so, so very much. And um, just just gives me confidence and joy and hope today. So God bless you and thank you for listening in and uh, we will see you next week.